For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have Robert Graham joining us on the Women in Web 3 podcast. But he is, uh, for those of you who can't see, he is a a man in Web 3 that we just love very dearly. Um, He's up to some awesome stuff. He's a a big supporter of women in the space he can share. Um, So, uh, Robert, I always tell everyone I will do your your big accoladed intro in the beginning um, so you don't have to blush in front of me on the podcast but i like to hear from you yourself just a little bit about who you are um all of your multi-hyphenate jobs and responsibilities and give us your background and how you got into web3 yeah so i've always kind of been at the intersection of entertainment and tech um i i moved to la around 11 years ago and i always knew i wanted to work in entertainment um, so yeah, I got a, I got a job out here at Paradigm Talent Agency. It was one of the big four agencies is my first job. Realized pretty quickly that that was a crazy environment and I didn't really, you know, want to necessarily be an agent, uh, at a big, at a big firm, but I met a lot of great people. Um, and, uh, this was kind of before the emergence of social and, uh, I saw social start to kind of, you know, creep up in the background with, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the world doing some Twitter posts. And it was way before anybody was monetizing anything on social. So I, uh, I left Paradigm and I started my own management agency and started representing a lot of the early digital talent who are now, you know, big and famous and, and crushing, crushing life um, for a long time. So I managed them for a long time, worked with a lot of brands um, that elevated uh, through social media over, over the years. And, um, and have always been involved in crypto. Well, not always, but I got into crypto early 2016. I read the Bitcoin and Ethereum white papers, became fascinated with the technology and, and you know, the things that could shape our future uh, that, that the blockchain would allow. And I uh, started investing in 2016, met some- That of my is early. Yeah, yeah, it was early. Yeah. It was early, yeah. <laughs> a I, lot of people say, oh, I've been in it for a while. And I'm like, but have you? You actually have. <laughs> yeah, I've been in it for a while. And everybody was telling me I was crazy and, you know, I thought I might have been crazy for a little bit, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I just you know dove deep into the space, and I've always been fascinated with with social. I've always been fascinated with the emergence of new social platforms and the ability for individuals anywhere to kind of amass you know huge audiences and completely change their life through through uh, attention and, and, and what social media allows. And uh, yeah, I invested in an early stage protocol. I'm the co-founders of, of After Party and we decided to build something around creators in the space. How did you first come across those white papers way back when? And did you sit around on a Friday night drinking a beer, reading white papers? Because I know a lot of people, especially nowadays in the last six months, I talk to people and they're like, all I do is read and write white papers. I'm like, I feel like you got eyes on some of the very early ones. And for people who are listening, if you want to just talk a little bit about like what those were and are and what, what you find out in reading them. Yeah. I mean, the white papers, you know, for, for different protocols like Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, blockchain protocols like DSO, et cetera, are all, it's essentially a description of what, you know, the blockchain does and is, uh, it just kind of gives you the fundamental ideas of 
what it's trying to solve and how it operates. Um, so yeah, I mean, one of the one of the guys that I was working with at the talent agency sent it to me early on. He, it was Ethereum actually, and he he said you got to take a look at this. One of his friends that had a lot of money had invested like 500k in at a very very low price point, and obviously it was it was going like this at the time. So everybody was going nuts, and and uh, he was like, you got to check this out. Sent it over to me. He's a really smart guy, and I valued his opinion a lot. So I read it, and uh, and and the first you know the first thing that I dove into was, was Ethereum back in the day. And then, and then I uh, read the Bitcoin, Bitcoin white paper right after that. And Bitcoin was the one that I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. Um, it's really trying to solve for one fundamental issue and, uh, and I can get behind this. So um, yeah, I started buying Bitcoin back in early 2016 and, and I haven't sold any since. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we are going to do a pop quiz on both white papers right now. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I, I want to dive in to After Party. You very yeah. briefly mentioned it, but that is, of course, like the, the bulk of why we are here. That is mm -hmm. your day-to-day, -day, what you're doing in Web3 right now, right? Yeah, building a company called After Party, a uh, blockchain company. We're, we're really focused on, on two, two things. We have a membership community. We've curated this incredible group of individuals that we brought into kind of the After Party uh, after party world and uh, all the members of our community uh, through an NFT called the Utopian get get access to everything we do. We've, we've thrown 30 plus events this year. We threw a 6,500 person music festival in Las Vegas that was fully gated through NFTs. It was the biggest uh, and, and first and ever, right? Gated. What's that? That was the first ever, right? It was the first ever. Yeah, it was the first ever fully gated NFT music and art festival. Um, so it was a big success in, in our opinions. And, uh, and yeah, we've done a ton of events. So we have this membership community, um, that, you know, has our, has our NFT and gets access to all things that we do. And we're big believers in access, right? NFTs or, or, uh, you know, digital tokens for access. And, uh, you know, we want to continue to execute, uh, in the real world and, and deliver real world value, uh, through ownership of, of our NFTs. So we, like I said, we throw a lot of events. We try to give back to our community as much as humanly possible. Um, it's a really great group of, of, you know, influential people on social artists, uh, in terms of, you know, traditional and fine art, digital art, and then music. Um, and then a lot of other builders in web three, um, really exciting people that add a ton of value to the community. Um, so that's our membership side. And then we are a technology company, um, at the heart of, of what we do is we're building, you know, technology for creators to use to, uh, you know, monetize more efficiently and build super fan communities. Uh, collect data around their audience um, and, and really use the tools that the blockchain allows to elevate, uh, I think, the Web2 uh, kind of uh, platforms uh, at the current moment for most creators are broken and it's really difficult for them to, to monetize. It's becoming more and more difficult for them to build audience and, uh, and we're trying to change that. That's cool. So you, it's kind of twofold. Like you can join and be a part whether you are a normal person who wants a party or you're a creator who wants to be the life of the party? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, I would say we do throw a lot of events that are exciting and fun. Um, one thing that I, I think we really, you know, uh, try to try to deliver is, is real world value. So they are very fun, right? Like the music festivals and the events are fun, but we've really curated an incredible group of individuals and, and I've seen it firsthand over and over again. When you come to any of our events, you meet somebody that's doing something exciting or interesting in the space, mm -hmm. or you meet somebody that you can collaborate with if you're an artist or musician. 
And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of pride in the community that we built and, and the relationships we've been able to form internally, uh, not just amongst ourselves uh, through After Party, but just the community as a whole. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to members of, of After Party and they're, they're just like, man, I, you know, this has been the, the coolest experience. I've met so many people. I'm working with this person. I'm recording a song with this person. This person invested in my company. I mean, time and time and time again. So they are incredibly fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's also a very, very uh, uh, cool community of individuals that all seem to get along and, and all can, you know, kind of collaborate or add value uh, to each other. I like it. It's like there's that having a passion for the networking aspect to it as well. Yeah, I mean, you can go party anywhere, right? Like, yeah. I can go <laughs> what can we do outside party. of this party? <laughs> I can go party anywhere, but. It's hard to go somewhere where you're you're surrounded by by uh, other individuals that are like minded that that you can connect with in a in a very intimate setting. So those individuals, uh, I mean, to be part of After Party, is it like an application process to to become a member, or is it more like the influential artists uh, that you've brought into the community? Do, are they just there, kind of at every? Um, after party event, they're approachable. You can get access to, you know, sit down with, I don't know, a musician or someone who you normally wouldn't meet in real life. Yeah, it's a combination of, of, of the two. So you, you, you can apply and you can uh, purchase one of the Utopians uh, to become a member. It is a process. You do have to go through, uh, you know, our membership director. And it's, it's, very, it's very much like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Soho House. Um, yeah. but we kind of look at it as like a decentralized Soho house. So you go through this membership onboarding process. Um, and once you're approved, you know, we'll, we'll give you all the information. You'll have the NFT, um, and then you'll have access to all the things that we do. We also, um, early on have brought in a ton of really incredible people from our community over the years of, you know, kind of building these relationships. We, you know, the first person to walk through our door, and I'm not kidding you. The first person to walk through our door and mint an NFT with us was Sia. Uh, oh my god Emmy <laughs> winning artist maybe more than that I'm not even sure but she was the first person that walked through our door and then night one we had uh Paul Klein lead singer of Lady Laney um Jaden Hostler um we had David Dobrik um we had Nadia from Pussy Riot we had all these incredible people come through and mint you know either their first NFT in general with us or uh you know one of you know not not Nadia but like Sia and some others uh was it was one of their first NFTs that they they have ever had. So we were really proud of that moment. And, and ever since then, um, you know, a ton of creators, a ton of artists, a ton of people that are really excited about the space have, uh, you know, opted in to be a part of our community. Yeah. She is now, I think she's Bianca de Medici on Twitter or yeah. she's part of that whole yeah. Medici family, which just Medici runs family. NFT yeah. Twitter. So you, you had a hand in that. So at your events, like that first one, were you actually showing people how to mint an NFT and set up their wallet or? Yeah. So we would help them and take them through the process. We also just wanted it to be a community hub where people could come in and, and just learn a little bit more. I mean, Sia was very familiar. Huge. She had collected a ton of NFTs, but you know, like David Dobrik, for instance, Jaden Hosler, Paul Klein, it was all of their first NFTs. So they actually got to come in and, and meet with us and talk to us about the space. And, and that was really cool for us because it was not only their first NFT, but we were able to educate them a little bit more on the blockchain and a little bit more on kind of what the technology will allow for. And, uh, and in that moment, we were like, okay, this is cool because they were like, oh, wow, I didn't even, I had no idea. I didn't understand it could, you know, potentially unlock this for me. Um, so 
So it was really uh, kind of an educational moment and also just like a community building moment. And we got a ton of awareness out of it, to be totally honest. People that kept coming through and were excited about the space would come in and they tag us and they'd be talking about us. I was with Jaden the other night at dinner and he was like, dude, we got to do another event. Like it's the, it's, it's literally like the LA spot. Like it's the LA party to go to. And in that moment I was like, yeah, we definitely need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, when people come, whether it's to the parties or just when you're, you know, I, I don't know, do you guys mainly on discord? Actually, we don't even really mess around with discord. We're very, very, very Bless much you. of the mindset <laughs> that, that we're trying to onboard the masses and make this as easy as possible. So we had Discord for a little bit, decided it wasn't really for us. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really going down the traditional kind of routes of, of using our relationships and using our network and using our current like social media platforms to bring in people um, that aren't so Web3 and crypto native. What are some of the like number one top most time and time again questions that you get about the space or uh, about after party? About after party specifically, um, you know, people kind of are still trying to wrap their heads around what it is that we're looking to do in the long term. And and to that point, you know, we've built this really incredible community. You know, we have a billion six people following our creators that are within our utopian network and, and just individuals as a whole. And uh, and we really, you know, looked at this as let's bring in a lot of great people. Let's really get our name out there and use this as a marketing engine to get a lot of eyeballs on what we're building, you know, on the back end, which is our technology platform. Um, so the, the, the question now, and again, it's still early, like, you know, nobody really has an understanding of what, what any company, you know, on the black blockchain is, is currently doing for the most part. Um, so, you know, what are you guys going to do? Where are you going to be in the next five years is a question that I hear a little bit. When's your next big event? When's your next festival? People really like going to our thing. So I get a lot of questions about when our next upcoming. Uh, yeah, events. you have a Halloween one, right? Is that still do, happening? Yeah, yeah we you have got a, a costume picked out. Not yet. I'm the worst at that. I, I always pick that <laughs> option my day of. Uh, I'll, I'll have to think and send you some good ones after. But, we just did uh, a partnership with uh, Art of the Wild and The Wind, too, for Vegas. So we're going to announce that pretty soon. I think the next couple of days. Um, but that'll be fun. So all of our members will have access to the four day festival in Las Vegas called Art of the Wild. That is awesome. With with the technology side that you mentioned, I wanted to ask, what is it like? You, you talked about being at like the very early days of social and when influencers and creators were like just starting to be a, a thing. Mm -hmm. And now you're at the very early days of monetizing those platforms even more using blockchain technology have you had any like fears or doubts or like sense of risk in jumping into these cultural movements really like at, at the very start? Um, not really, to be honest. I, I feel like I've, I've one, one skill set, I, I guess that I can say that I've, that I've developed or had over the years is I, I feel like I've been able to see things relatively early. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not Gary B, uh, who's, who's the goat at all this stuff, but I have been able to see these shifts um, and, and the shifts are really just where the attention is going. Um, and the attention very early on in the social days was moving over to Twitter. And then you saw it really elevate on Vine. You know, you saw these young kids start to get, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers on Vine. And that was kind of the aha moment for me. I'm like, wow, they, they can, they can get a million people following them in a month. This is, this is it. Like they're, they're going to control everything as we move forward. And 
it's harder for larger organizations and people that have been stuck in their ways for a long time to kind of understand that and see the value there. But I, I feel like I've been able to see things relatively early in terms of the shifts uh, of where attention is is kind of moving. And we've had these ups and downs in crypto. Um, you know, we've had these these bull runs and these bear markets. Um, but I just I just fundamentally believe uh, with social specifically and, and and with you know the block blockchain technology and creators specifically that it's going to unlock so many opportunities for them to monetize more efficiently for them to grow their audience and and control that audience right it's not like you grow your audience to 10 million followers on TikTok and then 2 years later TikTok plateaus and starts to die your engagement rates drop and then you have to go start over somewhere new when you start to develop these audiences on the blockchain those audiences are going to shift with you wherever you go so if you have 2 million 2 million 2 million dollars 2 million followers on a Twitter application on the blockchain and then an Instagram application pops up on the blockchain and you decide to go over there and your followers decide to download that app, they're all going to move over with you. Um, and we're going to see some really interesting stuff cross chain, I think, in the in the near future. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really excited about where this can take creators and and the opportunities it's going to unlock for them. That's awesome. Is the creator aspect kind of building on your last company? Is your last company kind of... Is it still going or have you shifted it into the after party vein? Uh, I actually sold my last company to my partner um, in 2019. So oh, nice. um, I, I don't do anything anymore with that, that, that agency. It's a management agency. Um, but, you know, through that six, seven year process, I obviously worked with a lot of people. Um, and, uh, and I'm really excited. I haven't been more excited than I am right now about the opportunities that, uh, you know, that we're going to see in the near future for, for creators and, and for just the space as a whole. I think it's, I think it's going to be uh, uh, wildly successful for a lot of people that start early. Do you see any certain group of creators that's most like on the Web3 and NFT bandwagon already? Like whether it's musicians using it to kind of crowdsource to make mm -hmm. a record or artists somehow... I don't know. Uh, give me an example of, <laughs> of how artists can use it beyond like uh, just a one of one. Yeah, I think we're seeing some exciting stuff in music right now. Uh, there's platforms like Sound XYZ, Royal, you know, Justin Blau's company um, that are really doing some interesting stuff with with artists and musicians specifically. Um, there's a guy, you know, Daniel Allen and, and Grady that have literally completely and totally changed their, their lives and their careers by dropping their music on Sound XYZ, um, where they're actually just dropping individual songs. And the beautiful part about this is, is you really only need an audience of, you know, 200 super fans in music to really support you, really be excited about what you're doing and opt into supporting you through ownership of one of your music NFTs to completely change the game on what you're earning. Um, they're not making any money at that level on these streaming services. And they've been able to really fundamentally change kind of how they're approaching dropping their music and building their super fan communities with these, with these platforms like sound and Royal, uh, which I find to be super interesting in the music space specifically in the social space. We're trying to solve for that right now. Um, so after party is building tools for monetization, for building super fan communities, for, you know, starting to do all the things that, that I believe are going to change the game for, for social media influencers. Uh, I haven't really seen anything just yet that's overly exciting in the creator and social space, but 
that's what we're trying to solve for. And there's a couple other, uh, you know, early uh, social protocols that are, you know, that are layer ones like DSO, which I talk about a lot that I find to be really interesting on the social token side where creators can kind of launch a social token and have people opt into that. Oh, this is so cool. I'm, I feel like I'm going to have to create a resource book from every person and protocol that you mentioned. I, I might just do that and put it in the show notes. Um, cause that's part of what I like doing here is like just highlighting of like, okay, if you're a creator and you want to learn more, go follow Robert. So if you're a creator yeah, I mean, and you're in the I music space, <laughs> go follow some of the people that you mentioned. Um, so that is that is really awesome. Uh, one of the last questions I like to ask is, is there something that you've learned about yourself through just kind of this whole process and journey of the new company that you're in? And, you know, I guess since 2016 is when you dove into the space. Um, but yeah, a lot of people I know do super late nights just on discord and Twitter and can go down rabbit holes. And I I feel like in it, um, even for me as an artist, like I started learning about the space by trying to figure out how can I make millions off my paintings Uh, as NFTs. I very quickly realized like for me as an artist, which I'm sure relates to a lot of both the musicians and creators you work with. I was like, I don't know that this is the best fit for me because I like the like in real life exchange mm-hmm. and then turning it off so like people can trace it back to me because yeah. I'm very much a one of one so yeah. I don't know I feel like you learn stuff as you just kind of go through the journey so what are some of those things that you've come across for yourself yeah I, I think um, I'm really excited about what like I said what the technology is going to allow for for creators and artists and you know everybody to to potentially build on um I think it's going to unlock a lot of opportunities for, like I said, the Grady's and the Daniel Alams of the world to drop music NFTs or for creators to drop, you know, uh, content NFTs um, that that their fans get to collect and unlock crazy experiences or unlock token gated virtual events. There's going to be all these really unique and cool opportunities and experiences. And we're going to now fundamentally see, um, you know, who actual fans are, how many shows you've actually been to, how many NFTs of a collection you've actually bought how much of a social token you actually own. And those rewards are going to go back to the individual that opts in and supports a creator or artist early. And it's the first time that we've seen the ability for the artist, the creator, the individual to win alongside of their fans. Because if you're a fan and you opt into the Kid Leroy, you know, early day, if he drops, uh, you know, an NFT collection or a social token and you're like, I love Kid Leroy, he's going to be a superstar, you opt in, right? And then he starts adding a ton of value. He blows up. He's the biggest artist in the world. And now, that digital, that digital asset that you purchased or got for free potentially back in the day is now worth something, or now you get special access to something, or now maybe Kid Leroy says, hey, for every you know, person that, that opted into my social token or, or collected one of my NFTs early, and maybe there's 300 of them, I'm gonna invite you to have you know, backstage or VIP access to my upcoming show. Thank you for supporting me early. So I think we're going to see all these really unique and cool use cases um, for the creator and for the fan, and we're gonna see both sides potentially win in a significant way. I think that narrative is really important and I think it's really powerful as we move forward. I think that's awesome. It gives so much more power back to the artists and musicians. While you were talking, it made me think about like now just everyday, not everyday musicians, but you know, people who might be lesser known can have an opportunity to get 
an equal groupie following as like the Grateful Deads and the Fish, and like they just have such diehard fans um, that would like follow them around anywhere. And now it's like anyone who wants to kind of tap in and use this technology can create their own version of that, just on like a scaled down level. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly what we're really excited about. We're dropping tools, um, you know, and we're opening up the ability for creators and artists to utilize our tools to do exactly that, right? To start dropping pieces that your fans may or may not want to collect for free or buy into and and start to unlock these really unique experiences through ownership of those tokens. Um, so we're really excited about that. We're really excited about onboarding the creators and the artists within our network to utilize what we've what we've built and, and start to, you know, really understand who their fans are, really give back to the community and really, you know, give, give the opportunity to individuals to unlock these very unique, you know, intimate token gated experiences or like these really unique in real life experiences. Um, and I think that's going to be an unlock. I, I think as the masses start to understand, oh, wow, I can opt into this community for nothing or for a couple dollars and potentially, you know, win long term and potentially unlock all these really cool experiences with the person I love most in the world. Um, I, I think there's I think there's something really special there. Definitely. Well, is there anything that you would like to end on or wrap up with? Have you uh, said it all? No, I mean, unless you have any more questions, I think that's it. The last one is just where people should go to connect with you and follow cool. along what you're doing. I'll drop it all is so they can yeah, See follow, it, us but... on, follow us on After Party. We're at After Party across the board on all socials. Just at After Party, super easy. Um, Afterparty.com is the website. Uh, we'll be launching our new website uh, within the next like 30 days, which is going to you know kind of show our marketplace and everything that we've been building. Um, and then me, I'm just Robert Graham across all socials, except for Twitter, because this guy has my name and will not give it to me. He doesn't use the account. It's so annoying. Oh, but, uh, no. So what are you on Twitter? Robert Graham, 24. Ah, lame. <laughs> 24, does that have a significant meaning? Obi. Oh, very nice. Back okay, in the day, well, yeah. it's a little less lame then. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let Obi. you have it. Yeah, it's, it's also my, uh, my birthday day. So, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of cool things. Oh, what month? April 24th. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm just going to wish you happy birthday. Uh, Maybe yes. October. It's, it's nice. Nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so everyone plan to reconvene for a massive after party event on April twenty fourth. Yes, for yeah, we have Robert's a bunch of birthday stuff coming up in the next couple months. <laughs> Halloween, Art Basel, uh, Art of the Wild, and then next year's calendar is going to be crazy. So yeah, follow us on socials. Um, you know, if you want to be a part of the community, we'd love to have you. And uh, yeah, follow me if you want to potentially learn learn some stuff i guess <laughs> awesome go if you're being a, a nerd on friday nights reading white papers call up robert <laughs> oh well thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it and i hope everyone uh gets super pumped to just see all the magic and madness that you create let's <laughs> hope yeah me too thanks robert have a good one Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at 
by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.